0: No, that's the thing. I just, I had a couple people reach out to me and just be like, yo, what the fuck is going on with this? So I figured.
1: It's crazy.
0: I have to to fire up a podcast real quick. And so. Fire it up. How you been though? It's been a minute since uh, the last one here. Champions League quarters, right? Yeah, a lot has gone
1: down, Oliver, in the footy world since the last one. And stress levels are high for a lot of fans. For sure. So high, dude fucking sky high
0: and this is being filmed on 420 so i, I have right. no coincidence there um i guess but, i love um... this game happy 420 <laughs> yeah, yeah. to the amigos
1: yep that are joining us today hopefully you guys remember this podcast by the end of the night after you listen to it <laughs> not saying that you guys partake but there's going to be a lot of information thrown at you
0: that's right that's right. You know. So let's just, I mean, we're going to start basically with a recap on what went down the past like 48 hours or so, and then we'll just talk about, you know, our thoughts and feelings. Maybe we'll get a little emotional about it and kind of talk That's about funny. what we've <laughs> been through over the past couple of days here and, and just take it from there. Does that sound good to you, man?
1: Let's do it, McNutt. You, um, yeah, let's give the listeners a rundown of what has happened since yeah. we got the, the, the go-ahead at... At midnight, at strike at midnight of the Super League on Sunday, 4-18. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're just going to run through this real quick. So basically, Sunday, rumors start swirling around that um, 12 groups, uh, 12 clubs were planning on releasing a statement on a new proposed Super League to be formed in Europe. Then, that same day, Gary Neville hears the news mid-Man U Burnley match shits all over it. Talks about how these teams need to be removed from the league, deducted points, etc. Later that night, so still Sunday, the Super League comes out with their official announcement with their website that looks like a 14-year-old made it for their science or computer science class. And then the 12 <laughs> teams involved and their big plans for the league. Clubs announced the founders with an additional three to join, five places to be played for. Uh, basically, we find out too that 3 billion pounds would then be split amongst the different teams, so big money there. You wait for president, same day, uh, Alexander Seferin releases a scathing attack on the Super League, threatens basically that players and clubs won't be able to play in their domestic leagues, players won't be able to play in the Euros, et cetera. That's when it really hit me personally. Uh, then UK government comes out, uh, big Boris Johnson over there condemning the league, and as well as uh, the Prince William and whatever the hell his title is, like Duke of Cambridge or some shit. <laughs> Fast forward to Monday, UEFA releases their proposed changes to the Champions League format uh, to be started in twenty twenty four, with some like thirty six teams, group stages replaced by like a single league phase, which I think is cool. That's basically what. I think we want to happen eventually anyway. Uh, But then anyway, Juventus and Manchester United, their share prices jump in the stock market, so we're already seeing uh, effects in in the world of money there. Uh, More calls against the Super League from prominent names, notably uh, Alan Shearer, Carragher, and and Gary Neville, of course, are just fucking sounding off on uh, Sunday Night Football and, and all that. Going off. Yeah, fucking insane. Uh, PSG and Bayern both announced that they're not going to be joining. Same goes for Dortmund. Uh, UEFA delegate comes out and says that potentially City, Chelsea, and Madrid are going to be kicked out of the Champions League semis, which would basically Ooh. hand PSG the title. Uh, you, uh, Leeds where Oh, yeah, so Sunday... Or, I'm sorry, Monday afternoon, Leeds is wearing special T-shirts like, you know, earn the Champions League or, you know, for, soccer's for the fans or whatever. Klopp has a pre-match press conference as well, voicing his concerns and reiterating his disdain for Lee from back in 2019. Milner comes out post-match, says, like, just straight to the point to the camera, I don't like it, we don't like it, we hope it doesn't happen. Then that night, Florentino Perez, you know, president of Real Madrid, he kind of comes out as the leader of this whole movement, has this press conference saying, uh, what needs to be done to save the game? And that, like, youth people aren't, like... Um, watching the games as much anymore and he says some crazy shit like we need to lower the amount of uh, minutes in a game and all that so crazy shit from him yeah yeah uk uh government steps up pressure uh there's a meeting called by uh old jordy henderson there at liverpool for all the prem captains to kind of get together and talk about it pep has a conference where he says that it wouldn't be sport because it removes the competition aspect of it then uh, today, Chelsea fans pre-match take to the streets, prevent the team boss from getting to the stadium. There's you got Petr Cech out there with his fucking helmet on, just trying to like protect uh, the, the gates and shit. Uh, then like yeah. within minutes, uh, Chelsea's plan to leave is rumored, confirmed, and then announced. Soon followed uh, Man City, Man Manchester United. This was probably for Man U fans, the one bit of maybe saving grace out there for this whole shit show was ed woodward announcing his resignation at the end of the season very unpopular guy um liverpool players all posting a unified message on social media then around 6 p.m this evening eastern standard time all six premier league cubs at this point announced that they're gonna dip out of that shit only one which we'll talk about in a bit only one apologizes to the fans and then finally this is the most recent update i got so I, i you know, of course this is an ongoing situation but uh the esl you know european super league puts out a statement mm-hmm. saying they're gonna basically reshape their plans and put it on hold for now so crazy shit dude
1: crazy crazy shit. uh crazy past few days for sure and and props to the to the Prem captives for stepping up and being leaders you know getting together yeah. and <clears throat> voicing it. yeah a lot of pundits coming out against it even even Rio Ferdinand had some strong words about it. Um, yeah, a lot of backlash just for the in the PR sense. What a mess yeah. from everyone involved. What are you doing? Did you you know? There was no sense of you know preparing for the backlash of the league. What could happen if people oppose it? And that's exactly what happened. And, and here we are. The team's a going mess. back. We got Florentino getting caught on his own lies. FIFA, UEFA—you know—they're not—they're not the cleanest people. No, it no. is a cartel over there. You have to remember that.
0: That's true. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. It's—I uh, mean, how did like w- w- when you first kind of heard about it? Whereabouts were you? Like when when you saw the first news drop?
1: It was—it was shocking at first. I thought, "What is this? That am I living in an alternate universe where?" Somebody created a, a tournament in FIFA, in FIFA, you know, six 2016, where you create a fake tournament between your friends, sort of like the Winspear Classic. I thought right. there's a real life Winspear Classic happening right now. All these big clubs are getting together, and at first, by just surface level, I said, "That's awesome! What a great, what a great way!" And then you, I started reading about the details. How it's a it's a closed league. Uh, teams are guaranteed like stupid amount of money, mm-hmm. and then to see FIFA and WEFA uh, strike the hammer down so quick and s- at such a level like you can't play WEFA, you can't play World Cup, we're going to relegate you five divisions, fine you. It was insane and nothing I've ever seen before. And I, I'm surprised that it even, Florentino Perez even said all those things like, yeah, it's going to go through, don't worry about it. They signed a 20-plus contract into it. The clubs can't withdraw. So I- I'm sure we're going to hear a lot of legal stuff come out now. For sure, man. By them putting a hold on it now, you got to be worried that they might come back with a vengeance, Florentino and all those guys.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. You know, to to that point too, their statement, it definitely seems as though they don't plan on like scrapping it all together. It seems like they plan on going back to the drawing board and figuring out another way to kind of force something like this through. We'll see what kind of power – um, UEFA has as far as preventing any kind of shit like that I think Florentino Perez like his press conference he had was honestly fucking pathetic like coming out and saying yeah. basically you know this has to happen or football's gonna die this is the only way to save football this kind of crazy like uh, extreme <laughs> language basically to like scare tactics almost where later, like dude no uh, like Maybe you guys are fucked because you're dropping, you know, a hundred millions of dollars on transfers all the time and doing all these crazy deals. For example, buying a player like Eden Hazard at age, what, 29 for 80 plus million dollars. He's played what, like 10 games for Madrid. It's like, that's a right. shitty decision. And that's on you. Fans should have to suffer for that. And I mean, it seems that their justification, they're trying to like, you know, pickpocket these things like, uh, you know, COVID, uh, financial problems, exactly. etc. Right. trying to justify this with sketchy-ass bullshit like that. It's, it's really it's, disgraceful, dude.
1: It's very sad that, you know, they thought, these guys thought that they could, because of all the years of poor financial decisions, they could just think, oh, these clubs have these, this really great legacy history that we really didn't do anything to build, but let's just – Let's exploit it. Let's create the super league. Get our money up. Get out of debt that we got ourselves into. When you have these other clubs who are properly managing their clubs, selling players, buying players, and yeah, I, I agree with you, Albert. It's like why should the the fans have to pay for these these owners that don't know how to manage their teams, and now they're trying to kind of franchise their teams. Mm-hmm. Even you know the American owners, they get a lot of hate for not loving the game it's all a business and they and they're not helping themselves now by trying to turn creating the super league sort of like a closed franchise league no relegations here's our brand our brand is just going to make you watch us regardless of what we put on the pitch which is just a disgrace it's a shame and you know I'm more of them should resign i'm calling for all their resignations
0: <laughs> i love it dude it's like uh we need like a some sort of soccer like guillotine and ship it over there and maybe just line up all the owners like in front of a net and have them you know like you know when they you get the guys on the goal line they face the other way and like bend over and yes and the, the fans get to like kick balls and hit them in the ass or something that would be we hilarious dude so, uh, but yeah i mean to the uh, to that american point too i mean that's something that i'm, I'm seeing all over twitter Uh, And and those guys from like back again, for example, that are over at Barstool, the former Arsenal fan TV guy coming out, putting a lot of the blame on some of the American owners for being so out of touch with the traditions of soccer and in Europe and not fully understanding how much it means to the, the fans and stuff. And I, there's definitely some truth to those points, but I would say that's also almost kind of like a cop out too, because there's so many other underlying issues that have been going on for 10, 15 years now in in the world of soccer that are totally separate from the, the problem of the, the American owners. So I'd be, I'd be cautious to put all the blame on them. There's definitely way more um, underlying issues that we even, we should focus probably a little bit more so on than just scapegoating the, the American owners there. But yeah, uh, and trust me, I'd be the first one to throw them under the bus. To be honest, so, I mean it's like you just got to be yeah,
1: realistic what, with it. What did you think when you saw saw the news? Uh,
0: dude, I, I mean, I was shocked. I was shocked because it was like, wait a minute, like what the fuck? It, and I guess when <laughs> when I first saw it, it was more so like, okay, like kind of curious. But then the reaction from UEFA about banning them from domestic leagues and your—that's when it really hit me. And then like, honestly, all day on, on Sunday, then, you know, after I saw that, I pretty much had that, and this is going to sound super fucking dramatic, but I had like this like fucking, just this feeling in my gut that just sucked, like a really weird, like like, you get, just got in some trouble with, like, your girlfriend or some shit, or, or you... Got <laughs> bro- I think I tweeted something, too, like, that m- the morning after, like, you get in a big fight with, like, a really good friend of yours or something. Yeah. Shit,
1: you wake up and it's like, oh, fuck, and it's
0: just kind of sitting there in you, and that's... Yeah, yeah. That, that was my initial reaction.
1: Yeah, it was... Um, it was shocking just to see the, the audacity and the just a disconnect from the football world where these guys are like, yeah, it's super league. We're doing it. We got these top clubs in there. Three clubs can, can join, right? A total of 20 clubs in every year, depending on how you're doing the league, you can get an invite potentially. Yeah. And if you can like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 no, no, no. You're not doing all that. We're cutting it off. And, and that's, I, I agree. That was like when I thought like, oh shit, this is kind of serious. Like you're not going to be able to play a world cup. You're not going to be able to play the Euros, and I wonder if after the Euros are done and the World Cup comes and goes, is that when they'll try again? Where we're kind of a little bit further out of the Super League where legendary coach Arsene Wenger even predicted the Super League, right? Let's let's talk about some, some of these managers, right? Yeah, yeah. Who are sure. talking, who are against it. I mean, currently, uh, Mourinho, First one to be obviously probably related to yeah, yeah. the Super League, right? I, I wish I was a fly on the wall for that I mean, meeting. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> we definitely, yeah, we gotta definitely let's let's hone in on Mourinho here because because he was sacked before the end of the season. They Tottenham has to pay him something like thirty million dollars to oh, pay wow. out the rest of his contract. So it's and now that Tottenham and, and that so I saw this on Twitter. Someone's saying like. You know, they were maybe thinking that with the Super League they would have all this revenue and it wouldn't really matter. But now if they're right. which they've already pulled out of it, so it's like you sack Marino, you gotta pay him thirty mil now, and you're not getting that guaranteed money, and there's a good chance that they're not gonna be in the champions league either. So it's like they got doubly fucked, Tottenham. But I mean, isn't that classic Spursy shit right there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean they Yeah, it's a mess. I I wonder what the What the backlash will be if there is going to be any legal actions? I mean, I was watching, reading about the news and a sport. One of the sports lawyers, I think it was Sky Sports, forget his name, but he said it would be easier to defend the Super League than the UEFA Super League, just because um, it's creating competition. It's at the same time creating a almost like a monopoly. With the, with the big clubs who are joining, but yeah. it's a new league. They would have. He was saying they would have flexibility as a new, as a new product, sort of say, right, into right. the market. We're currently right now UEFA and FIFA own most of the majority. So That's a
0: good I
1: think they put this down now. They're gonna wait for the dust to settle, play the international stuff, and pick it back up again. Which I hate. Which is why we players and football fans, we have to keep the pressure and make sure that they protect uh, a footballing pyramid, right, as they call it. Yeah, and
0: I I would say as well that, um, you know, aside from that initial shocking emotion, I got to say, like on Monday and and Tuesday as well, today especially, seeing sort of like the the galvanizing of um, the fans and, all the supporters, whether you're this team's fan, whether you're you know United or City, whether you're Liverpool mm-hmm. or United, um, fans from across the board all kind of coming together, and it felt pretty kind of awesome. Like you just, right. it just kind of felt like yo, more and more momentum's building. It's like we're not this shit. We're not letting this happen. Like there's no way. <laughs> like what the fuck are they gonna do when fans are just like you know what, fuck it, we're not going to these games. Like obviously mm. right now, it, and. That's the thing too. That's so sneaky about it is, this is they try to slip this one in um, among, like amidst a pandemic here, where fans haven't even been right. able to go to a game in so long. And honestly, they probably thought that was like smart and sneaky. But really, mm-hmm. right now people are just home chilling. They got nothing better to do than <laughs> just get on Twitter and light yeah, people up and get on right. all the social media. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. it's just fucking crazy, dude.
1: It was, I believe it was Eric Cantona who also spoke up about it. And he, he, put, he put it so well. He, he, he put it so great. He said, you know, we've been playing with our fans for about a year now, and it's boring. It's been boring. He said, I've watched the stars. I've watched the players, and it's boring because there's no fans. And now they're trying to use that as that, like you said, the excuse, pandemic, and we could go for hours on the subject how, like, teams have gone – lower teams have gone bankrupt. They've had to let go of players because they can't afford bills. They're really struggling. And here are these guys say, well, you know, we fucked up our, our transfers for a couple of years now. Uh, Messi has a dumb contract that's going to bankrupt us in a couple of years. So let's start a Super League to kind of save our asses. Uh, that's That's not how it goes. And I think the football world and the fans – they saw the power that they have when they unite and i hope that this is the start of them understanding that this is our game and if we don't protect it these rich owners and these investors are going to take over and they're going to turn it into, into a business and and who knows you know soon you're going to see the the you know the franchise and the no relegation shit which is is what we're trying to get away from here in the right. MLS in America for, for a while and we can't do it because it is MLS is such an investment. And you know, money, money will always talk, but it's good to see that the people saw we, we have some power here to do something.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, man. Uh, and I think f- for me, one of the more powerful moments out of the whole couple days here, there's been so many, but one that really stood out was Patrick Bamford. Uh Leeds strikes. Yes. Yeah, he came out after his his match there against um Liverpool, was it? Yeah, and they so first of all they tied one one. Leeds is in what tenth place and they tied one of these super teams and then right. it's Chelsea super tied nil nil today against uh Brighton. So it just goes to show these I mean that's besides the point, that's a whole nother point. But Bamford yeah. came out and basically was like, you know, he was totally out of breath. You can tell he was being very careful with how he was saying it. I would definitely recommend you guys check it out, look it up. Um, but he's basically saying it's crazy how, as soon as these big owners and corporations start having effects on their wallets, you know, all of a sudden it becomes way easier yeah, I- for action to to happen and, and mobilize and make these crazy changes and all that. But with something like racism nothing happens at all. Like no changes are made. Yeah. You get a little patch on your Jersey right. and you get some banners and, and that, but really other than that, that's, that's like it. So I thought that was really powerful and just a really good point by him. And uh, a yeah, good, a good, in the yeah, for sure. And, and just a good moment for people to see that um, you do have a voice in the game and, and we've seen it <laughs> there has never been a better example than over the past couple of days here. So that was, that was huge.
1: Yeah. I think the, what these, these fans and players, I have to, have to understand that, you know, some of these owners, they, they just look at it as, as a business and an investment and they're looking out for, for their wallet and, and not the beautiful game. We can't let them taint the beautiful game. No. You know, I mean, speaking of, um, speaking of players, Coming out and talking about, I mean, Patrick, Bamford is on the team that's not in in that Super League, right? But Mm -hmm. we had uh, Gerard Piquet kind of speak up from one of the teams that you could argue potentially would benefit the most from the Super League money, where I think Barcelona's in, like, billions now of that, or is it still millions? I
0: don't know, man. We got to get the uh, Amigo Lasso accountant on that one. Let's get him Um, on that. Get him on that, yeah, We'll get them on there, but it's a lot. It's a shit ton. So that's right. all I know. It's a fucking shit ton of money. They're they're fucked because they made a lot of horrible, horrible decisions.
1: That's what happens. So they they come out. You know, they the the president says we'll leave it to the to the fans to vote because it is the the Catalonia team, the Catalan. They they rely a lot on their fans. They voted no. Yeah, you know, a lot of people. Atletico voted no as well. But it's it's um. Yeah, it was it was really shocking to see so much happen in so many such a short amount of time with all these players speaking up, totally against it. Uh, you would get every now and then a couple like Twitter comments that they were for it, but mostly all against it. Mm-hmm. And it's I, it'll go down. I mean, it's definitely going to go down as a as a historic moment, the Super League uh, scandal infiltration of the Super League. But I don't <laughs> think we've seen, seen the last of. Uh, the evil villain, Florentino Perez. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I have seen, and, and this
0: is some recent shit on Twitter, you know, right before we started filming, but one or two, uh, not prominent, but like larger figures in, in soccer media saying that, uh, you know, there's calls for him to resign. But he just won his sixth him. straight election. Like, he, he's not, he's not right. going anywhere. He's not going anywhere, dude. And But yeah, I mean, it, it was great to see... You know, guys like uh, Gary Neville and, and Jamie Carragher that, you know, I love their pre-match and post-match uh, analysis and just banter they have with each other. Obviously, two rival players yeah, in the league for were it. both English guys. And they you could see how passionate they were about it and how mm-hmm. much it really meant for them. And, like, G- Gary specifically... Really, you can just see it in his eyes and the way he was um, expressing himself, calling for fans to like march on the stadium and shit and, and do all this <laughs> yes, crazy right. stuff with which legit like that ended up happening with Chelsea today. So um yeah. it was it was really cool, man. It it just showed like the power that that the fans and, and voices can have mm-hmm. when you don't fuck with our the beautiful game. It's not about So
1: money. looking at who they invited for for the super league. Yes. And who they decided not to invite, right? Or they yeah. say quote, decided not to invite. Right. Who right. knows what they did and yeah, who said exactly. no, right? yeah. But obviously PSG, Bayern, they didn't call didn't get the call to the Super League. Who knows, maybe they would have been the, those three teams that get qualified or whatever. Mm-hmm. But were there some teams over that you thought, what the fuck? Why are they in the Super League? And <laughs> oh. Are there any other teams you thought, like, oh, why didn't this team get the invite? I have a feeling you might have a couple. Oh, are you kidding
0: me? Oh, my God. That was one of the funniest bits about this whole – I mean, seeing Tottenham in there was hilarious for one. And then seeing Arsenal in there, it was just like these two – they're like your two – I'm trying to think of like a way to compare them. Imagine, you know, you're, you're at this family party. And it's like all these like elite family members, they're all doing really well and just balling out and shit. And then you got these two fucking distant cousins that show up to the party and they're just like coming in with a fucking, you know, thirty rack of molsons, ripping cigarettes, the walking into this nice party, and they're like, What's up, guy? And they're like everyone thinks that they're like the same and shit. It's like, dude, Arsenal has been a fucking roller coaster this whole season. Like Sometimes they're really good, and then other times they're—I mean—they just drew Fulham one-one, and they scored in the mm-hmm. ninety like six minute. Otherwise, it would have been an L against the Super League team. And then fucking time. i mean, obviously, just giving Jose the sack, and they've been shit for the last couple months as well. Um, I mean, that was fucking—I mean, just hilarious. And and re- real quick too, and then we'll get back to those teams there. Cause we touched on Jose earlier, but it was really funny. There was an uh, they kind of caught him going to his car after he was getting fired. And I know I know you saw the video where he like it's from his point of view. He's like, see, dude, I can't do his accent. I always like revert to doing my dad's. But basically, he's like, look at them. They're like following me even when I'm fired. And he just kind of like spins around with his phone and films them and shit. But the best part is that he was like. <laughs> the shit that he was putting in the trunk of his car were these big pictures of him holding trophies from like 10 years ago. And it's I like, dude, yeah, yeah. Like, he's got his trunk open. Like, he's got like four oh, or five yeah. giant portraits of like, you know, 2010 <laughs> Champions League, some La Liga trophies. And it's like, Jose, awesome. man, you got to move on from these things. It was it was kind of sad, but it was also really funny. But... Uh, Tree things. I mean... You know, he's I, a... Yeah, I think He's just last bit here on those on those, I on those teams. I think that like the one team that's going to come out of this that probably beforehand is one of everyone's least favorite teams, right? PSG. Whereas now, I think President L, whatever the hell his name is, he uh, comes out kind of looking like a G because he had a nice statement. I that would was agree. Like, you know, football's for the fans and all that jazz and psg obviously declined and or whatever we don't know the full story i don't probably never will but Mm -hmm. now to the neutral fan they're not really this villain team as they were just a couple weeks ago
1: so i thought that was
0: pretty interesting yeah
1: that's a great point how and a couple of days and that's what that's how much you know pr or just the, the way you handle some things can just like that change the perception. I agree. PSG are coming out looking great out of this. They were never in it. Uh, they and they even put out a statement saying they're gonna back up UEFA and FIFA, kind of tied with them. Same with Bayern. Yep. Bayern's a big um, a big supporter club, right? The Bayern Munich fan club is huge, massive, and it's you know they. I'm sure they got asked, and because they had. You know good PR team I'm thinking and just uh you know they thought about what what are the pros and cons of this league not just of oh we get this much money and every year we're in it oh yeah let's do it you know they they're gonna come out looking great I think that's that's a good point yeah and I want to touch too. on the, yeah
0: go
1: ahead go ahead So real quick I want to touch on the other teams that are in this in the yeah. super league that yep. I really don't think they're they're that super right thinking AC Milan, you know, when was the last time they were really considered a, back in the early 2000s maybe right. when they had uh, Kaka and, you know, all those guys out there. But they've been pretty trash. Inter just now are coming back, right, with some yep. with some good signing, getting some Man United rejects and kind of <laughs> let them play again. <laughs> so I just um, – yeah, just 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 terrible. A couple of those teams that were selected for this – Super League were very highly questionable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then just the icing on the cake really was both of the British teams, both of the Premier League teams that were in there, both tied their games against much (laughs) lesser opposition. Like that was just just perfect.
1: It it really is a cherry on top. It really just proves the point that all these people were saying that you got to earn it, man. You can't just... Just because you have this history and you have this mm-hmm. brand, that you should just be given the the label of a super team yeah. and earn in the right to your own super league. The other thing well, I not. found
0: really interesting too was a team like Man City, right? They are obviously owned by uh, Du, you know, Dubai and whatever. Yeah, and, and it's like, they don't need money. What the fuck would... <laughs> like, what the hell were they thinking? Like, who is the guy that's... In, and, and it probably comes down to these dipshit owners and this mafia mentality where they're like, well, if all five of these guys are doing it, we got to do it too. Because I can't right. think of another... And same goes for uh, Chelsea too. Uh, Roman Abramovich, because he's a Russian guy. He's been around for the past... Since like 03 or something, uh, mm-hmm. owning Chelsea. And he doesn't need the money either. So it's, those guys real, and that probably is why they were the first two to announce that they were leaving it. But yeah, like, who was the guy that was like, Hey, you know, there's probably a chance that people aren't going to really like this that much. There's <laughs> no one that said that. And it's like, that's alarming. Who is advising That's very them? alarming.
1: Yeah. They, that's very alarming because I mean, clearly they were just thinking of the, of the profits. And I, I'm, it makes me think if it's, Obviously, they don't need the money, but it's the, the brand recognition, right? And mm. the, being in the, the Super League and recognize. I, I bet you they thought that this was going to go smooth. Everybody's going to love it. Oh, we get to see Man City play PS, uh, not PSG, sorry. Man City play Real Madrid every other week. Who doesn't want that? What? You know, and they it just totally backfired. And I love it. I just loved it. I it's been love great. It feels so like just refreshing twitter refreshing on the page it's cha- it changes by the hour it's nuts it really does man and you know i've watched uh,
0: this podcast that i listened to weekly the guardian football weekly they had two back-to-back episodes this week so monday and tuesday where mm-hmm. probably 75 percent of the coverage was about the the super league and different opinions and One, and I want to get your thoughts on this too, because this, I definitely did not agree with this. And it was a guest of the pod that I'm not, I forget his name, I think it's Darren something, but not a big fan. But anyway, he comes on and he's basically stating, this was yesterday, so when shit was just kind of starting to pop Mm -hmm. off. And he basically comes out and he says, uh, his opinion was that, he was asked the question like, okay, their players are being told they might not be able to Play for their uh, countries in the Euro or the World Cup, and he comes out and he says, "I have a feeling that the majority of these players won't be all that bothered. They'll be more concerned with making the money and stuff." And I was mm. like, "I can't believe!" And he was a former player too. I was like, "Is this guy really fucking like? Hmm. Does he actually mean that, or is he just trying to like, fucking stir the pot a little bit?" I thought that was insane. And then, as we've yeah. seen today. All of these players have come out and said the complete opposite of that. Right, How much yeah. they've all grown up loving the Champions League and playing for their countries and, you know, these dreams when they're little kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, where the fuck did you? So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, <laughs> if you were if you were in that position, okay, I'll sign this contract with you, but you need to uh, yeah, play in this tournament. No. You won't be able to play for your country, but you, if you want to leave, you can go play somewhere else. Like, What, what are your thoughts on that?
1: So, yeah, no. Totally disagree. I mean, which which football fan growing up doesn't have the dream of playing for their national team, representing their I mean, that's that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Anybody tells you that's not the goal, they're lying. Look at players who choose different citizenships just to play for a national team.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. I think
1: that's uh that's BS. And I don't know what that guy's talking about. He probably wasn't good enough to make the national team. That's why he didn't care. Yeah. But if, if you have any desire to make your national, you're not gonna, especially in a Euro year, in a World Cup coming up. Yeah, no, I think that's, Um. I think every every player growing up wants to play a World Cup. They wanna represent their nation wherever they were born or wherever they, they feel like they should represent the country that gave them the start. And playing, a, I mean, who doesn't wanna play in the Champions League? With coming out to the anthem and the oh ultimate glory, it's an established tournament. You know, imagine if the Super League happens, and then in ten, twenty years, we got fucking a twelve-year-old coming at you saying, "Yeah, but Mitch, you know, <laughs> you United know, never won the Super League. They never done yeah. it. Yeah, Super- yeah. You know exactly. what the fuck is that? What the fuck is the Super League? So, yeah, exactly, cracked. So don't I don't think uh, child abuse. But, uh, <laughs> so changed. It's 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 a whole lot of crap. Players, especially in these super teams, they do probably make a decent salary. Most of them, right. and yeah, I don't think. Sure. And like you said, a lot of these players came out. Bruno Fernandes came out. Daniel Pondense came out talking about how you're supposed to earn it and their and their childhood dream is to is to play a Champions League in a World Cup, not a UEFA Super League. Yeah, so. Were there yeah, any other I, players that kind of made a statement? Um, I, I mean, was there were so many.
0: Like, De, De Bruyne put out a good one about being like yeah. a kid from Belgium, blah, blah, blah. His was pretty good. Uh, Rashford just kind of did, like, a, a post on, um, like, a uh, Manchester United, like, quote on the, like, stands or whatever. Some sort of, like, sheet or whatever you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. I also... Um, what I was surprised about, too, is that, and maybe the, there were some Bayern guys that did it, but I didn't see any, like, I was expecting maybe Neymar or, like, Mbappe would put up something, but maybe they were told just, like, yo, just stay out of it because we're not even yeah. involved here. I was just surprised, like, it. maybe one of them would come out and be like, fuck this shit. Like, you guys are <laughs> Um I think, too, it's a good time to kind of reflect on, like, our our favorite Moments in uh, the Champions League as well. Like I know I have a couple, but like c- because like you said, I mean just, that song is so iconic. Just all the graphics and shit, the ball right. with the stars on it. You grow up and it's like that was always the best. It was like I remember being little. And I was like, what the fuck is it? Why why are these two teams playing each other? It's like a Tuesday, right? Night. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I like finally figured it out because honestly, my dad was like, I'm like, what? I, like, yeah. You know, <laughs> And then you know you you learn and you start to like get totally into it and you develop your favorite moments like what, what do, do you have one that uh sticks out in your memory as far as like a favorite Champions League moment
1: that my favorite Champions League moment would probably have to be I mean I really I really enjoyed that final we watched at mesque with juve versus real madrid oh yeah uh, madrid's wearing the purple uniforms yeah. and you know manzukic has a crazy goal just that game that's one of one of my favorite memories and it's a good memory you know we were with the lads we were at the pub hanging out couple a couple lads came from out of town to hang out so it's that and the beleti goal for barca in like oh, versus shit. Arsenal, okay. because oh he was God. just such a random guy to score that goal, Fuck and God. he's never done anything ever since. So I think that's that's very how the you know like that's what the Champions League does. It gives yeah, these guys yeah. a chance to have this special moment for their club and for their career. You know, like you know that dude, yeah. Belletti still posts that shit every couple months. His goal, you know. Like, so. Yo,
0: y'all remember this?
1: How <laughs> better not forget? <laughs> That's
0: That's so true. How about you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I wish I could tell you with a straight face that it was the Zizou left footed volley in 2002, but honestly, I was too young to remember that. Like, I I only know that after the fact. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But uh, I think, no, my favorite, and it's a distinct memory, and it wasn't even like a final, it was um, Man U against Roma in. 2007, I believe. Oh, yeah. And uh-huh. they won seven to one against Roma. And I was in Frankfurt, Germany, in the hotel lobby, just like watching it downstairs while my parents were at the bar and just watching this game. I fucking could, I remember Patrice Everett, obviously Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Although he had two goals, I think. And Donny was in that, I think for Tony, Roma, shout out right? To Tony. Yeah, he used to follow us, dude. Remember? He's a fan of yeah. <laughs> um, on the old account before the Russian hacking. But I, I just remember that game being like, holy fuck, seven to one. Like that may have been the highest scoring, like craziest batshit insane Crazy. match I'd seen up at that up until that point in my life. So. That was a big I'm one. pulling
1: it up right now. I'm trying to see who it's under WEFA Champions League's historic matches. Yeah, there you go. So, I think it was a
0: quarter. I think
1: it was a quarter, quarter final. Quarter quarter final, second oh. leg. Manu moved on in aggregate eight to three. Sheesh. We had two goals from Carrick, one from Smith, one from Mooney, two from Ronaldo, and one yeah. from Uncle Pat on the Oh Patrice minute.
0: got one. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, dude. I
1: love Patrice, man. He's getting married. He's,
0: he's- that's
1: right. Uncle Pat. Yeah. He, he, um, did he make a statement on Super League? I feel like his statement would have been great
0: if he made Oh my God, it. that's a good point. I don't think he did. I don't think he Damn, did. I, let He's me busy. just do a quick little fucking search here. He's busy working
1: on the I Love This Game brand, which is a perfect time to yeah. kind of push I love yeah. this game brand right now. Patrice, if you're listening, hit us up. We got a good PR strat for you. Yeah, for uh, real. going can attack the market right now. But this that's and that's exactly it. Like these special moments of these Tuesday night games, Wednesday night games, where you have these super powerhouse clubs that have earned their way to this competition. And yeah. they deserve to be there because of what they did on the pitch, not because of what they did with building the brand. I'm not saying that it's wrong to build a brand and and have a revenue because of the brand you build. I just, and a lot of football fans don't like when you're just using your name and your badge to claim this super status and you deserve all this money. And, you know screw JP Morgan for funding this yeah they could fun, go to hell fun. they uh, you know they're the ones putting up the money and it's just a mess it's just a mess and they and I'm glad it got a halted mess. but we have to stay diligent we have to follow the money know what's going on protect your club uh, join the fan club if if you want or I'm sure a lot of people revoked I mean I saw a lot of Arsenal fans emailing arsenal fan club i'm out i think even our own fan, uh friend Mart murray yeah mark took, <laughs> took out his his fanship canceled this yeah. peacock account it got crazy. you know hurt their wallets hurt the wallets
0: yeah. Yeah. and they'll listen exactly man well said dude well fucking totally. said man well i mean i think that's a honestly you i think that was a great way to to end the pod <laughs> here man I, what a great finale Any, anything yeah. else you want to Discuss or do you um, want to wrap it up here, dude. It's it's been crazy. I'm I'm exhausted.
1: I'm I'm tired, but you know I have no plans of dying well rested. So let's keep the pressure on FIFA and wefa for Qatar twenty twenty two. There's a lot of shady shit going on there, and if we keep the test for the Super League for Qatar throughout these years, maybe something would have happened. It's probably too late now. World Cups next year. But just know, I feel like a lot of shit's going to come up, too, in this Qatar World Cup.
0: That's a really good point, man. That's we just really opened
1: the point. box right now. you know. Now we, we know it. what
0: we can do, yeah. We, we know, know what we, we can, can do. do. Those wow. lucky bastards in Qatar.
1: God damn it. Unbelievable. Well, thank you, amigos, yeah. for listening. You, um, it's A lot of people were expecting this pod, so if you, if you made it all the way through, we appreciate you. Make sure to like, subscribe. We're on YouTube. We are on Twitter. Uh, my name's Idolo <laughs> Chapolis. McNutt. Any closing words? Yeah, no,
0: just thank you guys. Appreciate it. It's been real, and we'll talk soon. All right.
1: Love this game. Fuck the Super League.
0: Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs>